good day and welcome to today's episode of the UEFA Champions League. And on today's episode, we'll be speaking to former Schalke for striker Bernard Tepete, who now plays with Belgium giants Luda Greats, about his inspiring journey to elite European football. He's played in the German Bundesliga, UEFA Champions League, and UEFA Europa League. Whilst we wait to start the program, let's begin with this lovely tune from Ryan Sharp and the rubber band, which says Dream Big. Yes, so that is a song from Ryan Sharp and the rubber band, which says Dream Big. And on today's episode, our guest is one athlete who's been an epitome of this song, Dream Big, in his journey to becoming an elite European football star. Yes, Bernard, could you please... 
press the call button and join us up on stage. Yes, good evening and welcome to tonight's episode, Bernard. Can you unmute your mic? Good evening, bro. Yes, good evening. Good to have you on the show tonight, Bernard. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure once again. Yes, and uh, tonight uh, your story is one story that epitomizes strength, discipline, and most importantly, perseverance. Perseverance. Uh, could you walk us through your journey with Bennett, Bennett Tekbeti? All right. Thank you so much for the question. Uh, Bernard Tekbeti is, is just a later boy who started his journey all, all the way from Ghana, Accra Pacific. Uh, and the journey has not been easy since I started. But uh, to God be the glory, I give all praise to God. Because without him, I don't think I can be where I am at the moment. So the journey has never been easy. And this is Bernard Tekwete. Definitely. The journey, most definitely, has indeed never been easy. And for the purposes of my cherished audience, Bernard is a Ghanaian professional footballer who plays as a striker for Bulgarian first league club Luda Greats. But before moving to Bulgaria, his club career, Bernard had undergone a successful trial period from second tier side Unistar and signed with Schalke in February 2016. He made his debut for the club on the 24th of November that year, starting in a 2-0 win over Nice. Bernard, can you walk us through your journey from the day you were handpicked as a prospective player to, tra to, to train with Schalke and how you, you successfully signed as a player with Schalke in February 2016 from directly from Ghana? All right. Thank you once again for the question. Uh, the, uh, like I said in the beginning, the journey has never been easy. Uh, it all depends on the hard work and uh, how you you want to achieve something in life. Uh, I started I started uh, in uh, Unistar Soccer Academy. Uh, I was first playing in the Future Stars Academy, which is from uh, Labadi. Uh, in Ghana, and I went to Unistar Soccer Academy. So through this Unistar Soccer Academy, I got the chance to travel. But I was I was there in school. I was in I was having education in the tertiary, and uh, God being so good, I have to I have to come home because they were having some uh, games to play. Mostly when they mostly when they have games, which is like a tournament games playing, uh, they used to invite me from school, and then I have to come. To train with them one day, two day, and then I can focus on the game later. Then, so I think I came, I came from school, and then I have to train. And it was an agent game; it was an agent match. So I was, I was just trying to give my best because the, I've never played an agent game which I've never been taken before. So I know my quality, and I know what I can give out. 
So God being so good, I had the chance to play this game. And unfortunately, this game was the the best, the best uh, pre. Uh, let me say the best uh, uh, game I, I I had in Accra. We we had this tournament in Tema uh, in Tema, the national uh, stadium, where we play with a lot of uh, clubs. And I was I was I can say I was the man at the moment because all the games we played. Uh, was very fantastic. I had a lot of ghosts and uh, uh, that was the, something good for me. So later on, there was the man who was standing at the back of it. But I didn't know this man. His name is called Jerry Bimbon. So this man uh, got close to me and then he just explained to me that, hey, I should keep up this performance. My performance is one of the best so far. So I didn't, I, I appreciate him and I was like, thank you. But actually, this uh, journey was uh, for only, uh, I think, two players. They came to watch these two players playing uh, for, to travel. So, God being so good, uh, I was, I was the, the, the man of the, of the game. Like, uh, we, we have something that we keep saying that uh, in the scripture, or let me say in the Bible, that uh, the stone that uh, the building re- rejected has become the cornerstone. And this is the marvelous work of God. So I didn't know. Normally they wanted to pick just uh, these two uh, players. And uh, this guy, uh, this man I was talking about, which is Jerry, knew this agency who wants to pick these uh, players to Europe. So he told them uh, they should take me as well because at the moment I'm the best in this tournament. So they, they were only like, okay, uh they only came for these two players but uh now they have seen me they will try to come back and maybe next year god willing to uh check up on me or to take me out uh to europe so uh jerry told them this this is not uh, a good way but uh for now uh what he can do is to try to contact some of his uh, his people that he knew them so he can help me so i can go to europe and I was grateful because I never knew Jerry anywhere until this tournament I met him. So sometimes God works in a, a mysterious ways that you, you never know or you never thought of it. So that is <laughs> how the journey started when I played. Definitely, God works in mysterious ways. And I, I like that. We'll, we'll definitely come to the portion where we'll talk about your faith and, your, and, and its impact on your game. But... Walk us through that journey, the point where you received your Schengen visa and you All knew right. you were going and what was running through your mind as you got to the airport and back in on that journey. How many were you uh, leaving Accra to, to, uh, uh, to Germany? All right. Thank you for the question. Uh, so actually, we went to the embassy where we have to get the uh, visa. And then uh, at once, I, uh, I I know I was not part of them. So uh, it's just a phone call where Jerry made uh, to help me out to get a visa uh, uh, invitation for me. So this invitation, I used to apply for the visa. So we were three, actually, which we have to go to uh, to travel to Europe. Uh, and uh, at the moment, I was, uh, I was a little bit sad because... Uh, my father, my father, uh, my father died. Let me say this. 
So uh, the next two days, we have to travel for this uh, uh, tournament. So I was like, I, I felt really bad when my father, because my father was also supporting my, min, uh, my ministry or my career. So when something like this happened, I felt bad. But the only thing I said to myself was, uh, my father is gone and now I have to face my career. So that is how the journey started when we went to Europe. So even I was not part of them. So I was like, uh, I was I was just uh, putting, uh, just to go with them in case to see how things are going to work. And God being so good, I was the only person who they took from the from the trials and everything. I only trained with the uh, with the team which is the Bonshoi. In this moment, they were in the second division. Uh, second division. So I only trained with them just one day, two days, and they wanted to give me a contract. They wanted to give me a professional contract. And I was surprised, but, and, but the agent didn't tell me about it. Jerry didn't tell me about it because he said, when he told me, I'm maybe my head is going to be, I'm going to be happy or something like this. So uh, he didn't tell me and until uh, he found out where he knew Gerard Samuel, who is the, the cousin of, uh, is the cousin of Gerard Samuel, the legend of uh, Schalke. Or oh, let me say, he played also for German national team. So he contacted this guy, uh, Girard, and Girard also said to him, "Okay, if that is the case, he's going to give, uh, he's going to speak with Schalke for them to give me an invitation so I can also come there to train with them. So they see if I'm good, then they can take me. And uh, like I said, God being so good, I went there, and I only have uh, just uh, two two session training." And also, they also wanted to give me uh, a professional contract. But for them, they only gave me a game, which is the, uh, a friendly game for, for me to play, to see how I can play or how, how I can react. And it was amazing because in this friendly game, I made an uh, assist and I also scored as well. So this even uh, gave them the assurance for them to uh, sign me. So at the end, it was just... These two teams, I have to choose which one I have to sign for and then to stay in Europe. So we sat down and then we felt like, okay, uh, Braunschweig gave us the invitation. They gave us the chance. But uh, to get another chance from uh, Germany, which is Schalke, which is one of the top clubs in Germany, we felt like, okay, if that is the case, then we will better take, uh, we will better take German, uh, which is Schalke, So this is how... I, uh, uh, my journey was like, and then I was I was playing for Shaikh Anufi. What an inspiring journey! So, what happened to your two other colleagues that you went on the trial on the trial with in that particular moment? Well, I I just don't know how to say. But in this moment, when we went these trials, uh, I was in the I was even in the room. They took them to the uh, to Werder Bremen and other clubs just to train there. And then I was in the room because I, did, I didn't know how the journey is going to be because I don't know where I'm going to start and everything. So they, they went for training and they came back two days. I never go to train. I was only inside. Just uh, maybe the next day I have to uh, go to make like a, a walk or something like this. So for them, their journey, it was like they had a, uh, they had a very good training with session. And later I asked them, how is everything? So they told me uh, the club said they are going to hear from them, but till now they didn't they didn't hear anything from them. But I went to Shaika with uh, one one of the one of the players, which is uh, Michel Otu. I went to play with him in the 
in the in Shaika when we went for the trials. And in this moment, it was very good when we went for the trials. But I, I felt like the style of play from this guy, uh, Shaika was having this type of player there before. So it was very difficult to sign his type also there. So this is, uh, for me, I think this is why they didn't take him because he's also good in playing free kick and other things. And they have also such player there. So with them, uh, after the uh, after the trials and everything, I have to come back again with them to Ghana. And then later I have to prepare myself to go back. So this is how the journey started. So they stay in Ghana and then I made it to Europe. Wow, wow, wow. Such an inspiring journey. So now, having signed the professional contract with Schalke 04, at what point did you did the coach communicate to you that, Bernard, you are going to play in this game versus Nice in the Europa League? At what point did the coach communicate that okay. you were going to be in the starting lineup? Okay, so uh, like I said, uh, I was playing in the U23 in Shaika. So uh, the, the, the coach was like, uh, with my quality, he feel, he feel like I can, I can play in the senior national team. So they were comparing me to Leroy Sane, which is uh, a player for former player for Ma- Manchester City, uh, but a current player for Bayern Munich. They were really comparing my style to him because they think he's fast, he's very good. So this is uh, what uh, inspired, inspired this coach to bring me to the first uh, national team for me to play there. So uh, in this moment, uh, we had a, a meeting and then the coach was like, Hey, Benny, uh, we, we already sailed for the uh, Europa or the, the Champions League. So in this moment, this game is going to be your first game. And uh, I would like you to play this game. And you are going to play 90 minutes. So uh, what is my feeling like? And I told him, I'll be, I'll be really grateful if you give me this platform. So this is how uh, it started when he gave me this chance to play against Nice. And I just, I just told myself I'm going to make uh something good out of this game because then this is this is going to be uh my career which is going to start wow wow and in that particular game against Schalke what position did you did you start the game did you start the game uh so uh, with this particular game I was playing like a striker I was playing like a striker a typical striker in this game in this and, game uh, yeah, a typical striker. So later, later he found it like uh, okay because normally he wanted to play uh, a fast attack, which is counter attack because the, uh, he knew uh, Nice were having uh, defenders like Dente and uh, this kind of uh, a little bit slow defenders but very experienced. So this is how he put me on the striking position to strike because uh, I'm a type of player which I can play different kind of positions as well. So this is where I started. And on the day. You won a penalty for Schalke, yeah. which was converted by Dennis Ogo. Walk us through that journey. What gave you the confidence to run into the box with the ball and to be able to win and end that penalty for Schalke, which was converted by Dennis? All right, thank you. So, uh, with this game, even before the game, it was very emotional because you could see uh the fans which this was my first time to play in the uh, the Vietnam arena where you have like 64,000 uh supporters cheering your name and then i was like wow 
I nearly cried, but later I was I was a little bit strong and I felt like let me give everything to these supporters and let me play my heart out. So anytime I get the ball, I just feel like I can do it. So always when I, I'm not scared of uh, I'm not scared. Let me say I'm not scared of defenders because if I have the ball. I'm a type of player, uh, if I have the ball, I want to go one against one. I want to shoot. I want to just use my speed to do what I can do. So this is when I have the ball and then I have to dribble out. And then uh, later, when the keeper came out and uh, I just pushed the ball. And then he just fouled me for this penalty. Actually, I wanted to play this penalty as well. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, Dennis was having his first child and then uh, he, he decided to play this penalty. And I just have to leave it for him. And uh, he has to score. That is the most important thing. Yes. And sadly, in that same game, you were sent off in the second half after two yeah. bookable offenses. What a debut it was for you from helping the team win a penalty and contributing to the first, uh, 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 the, 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 second, uh, the second goal to getting sent off. Walk us through that journey when you had the first yellow card, the second yellow card, and how did you feel when you were sent off? All right, with the send with the send off, that was my first uh, red card I I had in the in the game, and uh, with the red card it came out when I had the first uh, yellow card, and the second yellow card came out where it was the, like a fifty fifty ball, and then this fifty ball I I thought I'm a little bit faster than the keeper. So the keeper only came just to shout, and then I was also near to the ball. But I touched the ball. But later, I, uh, my leg also touched the keeper. So they considered the keeper like uh, he is the first player before me. So I told the referee, I, I didn't touch the, uh, the keeper. I touched the ball first before touching the keeper. Normally, I, I was about to score this goal. But unfortunately, uh, it took foul, and I thought, okay, it's normal foul. But later they checked, uh, and then they, uh, it was like uh, it was it was a second yellow card for me. So to walk out from this game, I felt really bad. Even when I was walking out, I had a, a standing ovation, everyone clapping for me. But uh, I just raised my head to watch the uh, uh, the fans, and I was like, I started I started to share tears because I was feeling very bad to go out from this game to have a, such a very great game, and then later you have to go out from this game. I just felt bad, but later my players cherished me. When they came back, they were like, "Hey, keep your head up! You were the best player of the pitch." This happened in football, and that that was the motivation they gave to me. And I was really excited. Even the coach came to me to speak to me also about this. So I felt I felt good after because I felt like I just uh, I, I I I let the team down. But unfortunately, it was the other way around. Wow! Do you know that particular game? Then former coach of Chelsea and former Black Stars coach Avram Grant was in the stands to watch that game. Were you aware? I was. I was not really aware of of this. I was not really aware of it. But after the game, uh, after the game, we had uh, this lodge that after the game, all, the players go there to eat, and uh, so this is when I, I went there to check my agent and my family there, and then I saw I saw him. And then we just uh, spoke. We just said hi to each other, but I didn't even know he's the he's the national team coach for Ghana, unless the, later when I had the invitation uh, to play for the national team, where I found like, oh wow, he was the national team coach 
to uh, to watch my game. Wow. So Bernard, what is your most memorable moment in Schalke? Well, the most uh, the only memorable moment I can tell you was the uh, when when I had the chance to play this the Champions League, especially on uh, this Europa League, especially when I was uh, in the in the queue. Uh, in the line just to listen to the music playing, I felt so good from Ghana to uh, way way back from Accra to playing uh, in Europe. This was something something unique for me. Wow, wow, me. wow! I even have goosebumps uh, uh, on me listening to you now, and I know what it feels like in that split second in the tunnel and that moment you you take on to the pitch and that music reverberating through the sound systems of the arena. It is everything. It is the dream of every player. And I can tell what you felt that day. Bernard, at some point within your Schalke career, you had to move on loan to Pedabon. In Pedabon, you had an outstanding season incredible season where you played 32 games you scored 10 goals to ensure that Pedabon qualified from the second league to the Bundesliga that season you were one of the best players for Pedabon walk us through your journey in Pedabon, and what what was what led you to first leave Schalke to go on loan to Pedabon? Uh, thank you, thank you. Uh, uh, with this question, Pedabon was the uh, I felt like Pedabon was the beginning of my career. After I had a very good uh, game in Schalke, uh, what led me to go there was the there was a, a, a change of coach in Schalke, and uh, with this new coach. I was. Uh, I felt like I'm going to have a difficulty with this new coach because uh, he was trying to play with uh, old, old, old players, with experienced players. So I only had a, a, a meeting or a talk with him just to tell him I want to try somewhere else in the second league to uh, to to improve on my on my on my games uh, so I can come back very strong to help the team. And then he accepted it. So then I felt like, okay, I have to go to Paderborn to make a, a, another step in life. And this, uh, this decision I, I took with my agent and my family and uh, some of my friends really helped me uh, to make uh, this journey successful because this journey was one of the best uh, ever I had in Europe. Where I played these 32 games, I had uh, 10, 10 goals, 8 or 9 assists. And I, I felt really good. I was I was the, one of the best, like you said. I had uh, uh, after the season, I was the part of the year. Let me say the yearly team, which I was playing on my wing position. I felt really good after the season, even to help Paderborn to secure uh, the Bundesliga, the first Bundesliga once again. I felt like uh, this was a dream come true to help a team to secure uh, once again in the Bundesliga. That was really tough. And this is, uh, I was really happy after all. When I came home, my mom, my family were happy 
to to see me being happy to help the team like this. And what was your most memorable game in that season in Bundesliga 2 with Paderborn wow. because you were you were you were I think you were you were one of the best players for the team at the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah. This is true. Uh, the best, the best moment was when I when I went to Paderborn. I was having, I was facing difficulty because the, uh, with the uh, with the coach, the system that they're trying to play, and then I was not, I was not scoring when I played two, three games, and I felt this, uh, this, uh, this because I'm a type of player. Every game I try to have a determination, to have an assist or to have a, a goal. This is uh, every game if I get this, so. I didn't score in these two games, and uh, Barbara Mon, uh, Barbara Mon, a uh, Chelsea player at the moment in Reading, uh, I was playing with him in the Shaika. So I contacted him and he told me, I shouldn't worry, I'm going to score against Cologne. We were playing against Cologne in, uh, in Germany, and this game was a very big game. A lot of people, a lot of people watching this game. And uh, as soon as the, I, I had this game, I made, I scored. I scored this game, and then this was the uh, the time that I can say I can remember, which it, it opens the door for me. As soon as I scored this game, all the games that I was playing was goals and assists, goals and assists. And uh, the the one I can remember most was uh, Darmstadt when we played against Darmstadt in uh, in Paderborn, where I scored my first hat trick uh, in in Europe or let me say in Germany. Uh, and this game was the one of an amazing game I had. Even to score with my head, uh, people were like, hey, this never happened to me. And I was like, yeah, this is what God can do. Yeah. Wow. You scored a hat-trick in that game. Yeah. Wow. That that must be a very, very memorable day for you. And in Paderborn, for what did you like about the city when you played at the time you were playing for Paderborn? What about the city struck you? Paderborn also uh, was uh, was like a traditional team, and you know they love football. They love football, and the city was the uh, was not a very big city, but the city was uh, let me say a smaller city. But uh, it was full of energy, full of they love you. Anytime you go out, people want to take photo with you, and uh, with the city they have some amazing things in the city where sometimes you love to go to see there just to uh, take a coffee or something like this. The city was just small, but was very fantastic. Very beautiful. Wow. And talking of fantastic and beautiful moments, what, who was your favorite teammate in Paderborn? In Paderborn, my favorite teammate was, the, I was having uh, Jamilo Collins. I was having the uh, Baba Kage. Uh, I was having the Jimmy also. Uh, this is the uh, Ghanaian, uh, half Ghanaian, half German. These are these three players where I was a little bit closer to them. We make a lot of fun uh, teasing each other. But I can say Jamilo and uh, Babaka were so close to me most. Thank Jamilo you. is a Nigerian and Babaka is a Senegalist. Wow, wow. So, Babaka, was he part of the Senegalese team that played at the just ended AFCON? No, no, he didn't make it to the squad. Oh, I see, I see, I see. So, Bernard, on this platform, I have audience from all over the world, 
but one group of audience who are very dominant on this particular show and on this app is my American audience. In Schalke, can you tell us which American stars will play for the U.S. men's national team that you played with in Schalke? All right, thank you. In Schalke, I had the chance to play with uh, Weston McKinney, uh, yet a player, a player for Juventus. And uh, in Fortuna Düsseldorf, I had a, a, a chance to play also with uh, Stefan Zak, uh, which is the, a player for Manchester City, a goalkeeper for Manchester City. And these two people I played with were really fantastic. Even when I was in Germany, when I was in Schalke, yeah, Weston was a very close person uh, to me. We go out to eat together. We make we, we make jokes in the in the in the dressing room. And this guy loved music. He loved to have fun, just to make people happy. And uh, the same way with uh, Stefan Zak. I really like uh, them so much. Wow, that is beautiful. This weekend. Sec, uh, Stefan Zak and Weston will be playing for U- the U.S. men's national team in the FIFA World Cup qualifiers, and we wish them well. And hopefully, in the future, we will have them also on the show with us. But in the meantime, tonight, if you are still listening to us, it's Bernard Tepete, European football star, who played formerly with Schalke and is currently with Belgium, the Giants, Luda Great. Bulgarian, Bulgarian Giants, Luda Great. Walk us through your journey in Luda Great. You won the league last season in Luda Great. How was the feeling like for you? If I'm not mistaken, that was your first league trophy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that is right. That was my first league trophy, which I had in the Luda Great. And I was really, I was really excited. Uh, I was for me, I was really happy to contribute to this uh, amazing team. I came to this team because the, they were having a dream to play in the Champions League, to play in the Europa League. So I felt like I'm a type of player which I want to see myself in these top competition games like Europa Champions League. I want to play always in this uh, in this uh, competition. So in this moment when I make this decision, I felt like it was good. So I came here also to help them with my quality, uh, to be able to achieve the goals that the club wanted to achieve. And uh, that was the, something which really helped me most because after uh, I, felt, I felt very good. I was like, oh, this is great for me to ever win my first ever trophy. At the end, I will be happy to come out with something good. Wow, wow. And how has the journey been like uh, playing in Germany, I, and I think at some point in your career, you moved to Austria, but it was very brief. So you had moved to Austria, Germany, and now you are playing in Bulgaria. How different is the league in these three countries? All right, thank you. Uh, with these three countries, uh, for me, I will go for uh, Germany because Germany, uh, the games that are played in Germany is the, a little bit very higher. You could see how intensive the games are like. Uh, in Austria also is something a little bit similar. You know, every country has its own type of style of play and how the league is, you know. So like, let's say in Bulgarian year, the league is not so uh, strong like uh, Germany where, you know, you have a lot of competitions and other stuff. Uh, we just have like a competition here in Bulgarian, uh, just two, three teams that are trying to uh, 
challenge uh, Ludogorets. But in Germany, uh, playing in the second league or first league, you have uh, teams we are, uh, which are challenging. They want to be on the top. They want to play Champions League. They want to play Europa League. So it's always like a competition, you know. And then the journey has never been easy. Where you go to Austria, you are going to face this kind of um, racism, racism and uh, all this kind of stuff. You just have to be a little bit strong in your uh, your head. I had this uh, in uh, in Austria when we played this the cup game. And unfortunately, they were screaming. I, I, w I was not speaking the language very frequently. So they were shouting on my name, saying a lot of things, which I felt like, uh, why, are they, why are they insulting me and this? But I, I never pay attention to them until uh, I went to take a, a, a ball to throw. And one said something, which he said, uh, monkey to me in their language. And I told, I just stopped to play and I told the referee, hey, this guy said this to me. This is not, and the referee was like, uh, just ignore them and then play. So I played, and later I came out with a goal, and then I just went to them just to tell them it is finished. The game is finished, and this is when I felt like uh, uh, there are sometimes racism uh, in Europe, and but you just have to be strong mentality. So sometimes, uh, like with this question, uh, we comparing the leagues. I can say Germany is a little bit higher league. Uh, than both of uh, Austria and uh, Bulgarian here. Definitely. One of my audience wants to know, says, what is Bernard's biggest dream? What is your biggest dream? Uh, like I said, my biggest dream is to see myself in one of the big uh, teams, to play in the Champions League, uh, Europa League, to make an impact. This is one of my biggest dreams, to make an impact in this is uh, either this season or last season you played in the Champions League, Europa League and Europa Conference League. Walk us through that journey and how your your journey in playing in the, in, in these three elite competitions with Luda Grits. All right, thank you. Uh with uh, with Luda Gores, we played in the Champions League qualification where uh we wanted to in this moment we wanted to play champions league and uh we we tried everything where we played against the uh, olympiacos the uh, uh, top teams so uh we played with mambo in this game we played home normally when uh when we come out to win let's say 2-0 then we are we, we have secured to play this champions league but unfortunately uh we came out uh 2-1 uh, and then uh, mambo was able to secure this uh, Champions League, but at the end, I had the chance to play in the Champions League qualification, which, uh, like I said, hearing the sound of the music, uh, the siren of the music makes you feel so amazing, makes you feel something good. And then later we played in the Europa League where you have to play against Olympiacos, you have to play against uh, Belgrade, you have to play against uh, uh, Portuguese teams. It was something, um, for me, it was, I, I felt really proud that I told myself, I've really made it in life just to see myself to play in uh, in Euro Europa League or Europa Conference League or Champions League to make an impact uh, in this league and then to see myself as one of the of the uh, great players to play in this uh, in this Champions League. But that doesn't end there. I just want to see myself more and more uh, to play there and to see myself more and more there. It, it it happens with hard work and determination, which I have to put into. 
into it to make it there. Definitely. You raised an important point in your earlier precision where you spoke about racism. And uh, what do you think are some of the things that the, uh, FIFA and UEFA uh, need to do to raise more awareness against this uh, uh, menace uh, crippling the, the sports? All right, thank you. Uh, with the, this is something very serious because the, we are all human. We are coming from different uh, tribes and different cultures as well. So with this racism, someone will play and then people will be shouting to him, monkey, and this. Uh, for me, I felt like FIFA has to take a very strong uh, uh, strong uh, uh, warning or advice on, on this specific when maybe something like this happens. They have to try to uh, punish the clubs or maybe uh, to come out with some, some very important key where they have to work on this so these things can stop it. Because then we are all humans that... Uh, uh, we learn from each other. We learn different cultures, and like I'm, I'm playing here. I'm playing with different type of people here, different type of countries all over the world, and this makes it special. So if uh, we have this kind of racism and other things here, it, it it's something a little bit let me say disturbing. So I felt like uh, FIFA has to take some uh, rules and regulation of, of these uh, to try to. Uh, come out with some good solution when things like this happen to punish some of the clubs or to uh, to put some assumptions or something like this to teams that or fans that will come up with this racism. Yes, you know, talking of sanctions and punishment, Kelvin Prince Watson uh, at the time when he was playing with AC Milan or with one of the teams, he famously walked of the pitch when fans started making unpleasant noises and chants especially uh, with 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 the sound of of the monkey and he walked off sule montari at some point also in his career also walked off the pitch would you say walking off the pitch is something as a player, you would do or you would encourage? Or two, do you think FIFA must begin to take strong stance by deducting points from, 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 from the teams and calling out the fans and some of them even banning them from watching the games? What is actually the stance that you would take in such a situation? All right, thank you. Uh, like I like I said in the beginning, uh, with what you said, it's something very important where they have to come up with uh, some some sanctions. Where, like you said, uh, in this moment, uh, Suleiman Montari, Kevin Prince, Barton walk out from. Uh, so far as they play together in their team, when he comes out out of this, the teammate, I expect the teammate, everyone to react the same to support him because then they are one. You know, and uh, some of them will support, some of them will not support because they they, they felt like it's not good. And then secondly, uh, like you said, uh, to uh, rules where they have to put some points down. This is very necessary for them to wake things up and also to bound uh, some of these people from the stands. So things will be all right. For me, I think uh, bonding or maybe putting some point down 
from the from these clubs will make them aware of it they know when they they do something like this there is going to be a punishment so they are not going to do it then but uh, trust me if fifa don't do anything about this uh this racism is not going to stop now it's going to be there forever because wherever you you will go there is going to you are going to face this so you just have to be strong but if fifa is going to do something about this it's going to help uh everybody it's going to help the football it's going to help uh everything in this world definitely and which team was your toughest team that you played against in the champions league qualification and in the europa league uh, or, or in the europa conference league I, across any of the three competitions which team was your toughest opponent the toughest opponent i, I ever had was the uh was olympiakos when we have to play against olympiakos this was the really top team uh, always trying to play in the europa league and the champions league and unfortunately we met them in the in the uh in the europa league and this game was the, a sign for me to show showcase myself uh, which i came out with uh, one of the best performances uh, in this uh, game but this was a little bit challenge because uh playing in uh, in greece in this stadium was fantastic amazing and then you could see how uh how the fans are shouting screaming it was not easy it was not really easy wow wow i can i can feel that i can feel that and for you you've played in four different clubs which of your teammates have had the biggest impact on you as a player oh, thank you biggest player which has really have an impact is the Leo Goretzka. Uh, Leo Goretzka, I played with him uh, in, uh, in in Schalke. Also, Tilokera, because with Tilokera, I was I was I was with him when we were playing in the Schalke, and then we have to take the uh, we are the young players when we go to the uh, training camp or training session. We have to take the balls and other things, and we were not playing. But uh, when when I was in Paderborn and I felt like this guy went to Paris Saint Germain, and then I was like, wow, Tilokera, someone I was not playing with, is not playing in uh, Paris Saint Germain. Then meaning, I can do something great to see myself also in one of these biggest clubs. So I used Tilokera as a as a point where I felt like if Tilo is playing in Paris Saint Germain, then I can also see myself in one of the top or big clubs also as well. Wow, wow. I like that story where you said you guys used to uh, 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 be the less active players in Schalke at some point. And when you're going for training sessions, you go together and he led to Paris Saint-Germain. And you seeing him in Paris Saint-Germain inspired you to go to Paderborn. And indeed, when you went to Paderborn, you just didn't play, but you stood out as one of their best players and qualify the team back into the German elite league for the first time in the club's history. Tonight, Bernard, we celebrate you. And uh, going forward, going forward, Bernard, there are many players in South America, especially in the developing countries, in South America, in Asia, and on the African continent, who dream to be a professional player like you. What message do you have for these players? All right. 
uh, with these players, the, what uh, I could come out to say is the first of all, uh, whatever they believe in, whether being uh, Christian, Muslim, uh, they have to take their, uh, their what they believe in uh, serious. And then for me, what I can say about this is, uh, first of all, in, in life, you have to have a determination. You have to, you have, to have a, a, a aim where you want to achieve something. You have to have a, a you have to de uh, dedicate yourself to something that you want to achieve, and then in all, uh, you have to have a, a a motivation at the back of it. So I go for uh, you having uh, uh, you having a determination. You having a, you have to dedicate your life to what you want to make it in life, and then also you have to have a a, a aim where you want to achieve. Uh, something in in future, and then with these with these uh, key ways, with hard work, trust me, uh, you you will be able to have your dream. But don't forget about this: that in all you have to maintain a discipline. Wherever you go, you have to be disciplined. Definitely, speaking, you spoke outrightly of your faith, of your faith, and you are one player. You are one. Just before I ask you my question. Uh, there's a question here. It says, please ask him what went wrong when he went to Fortuna Düsseldorf after qualifying Pedabon. All right, thank you. This was a really tough, tough question. Okay, uh, I went to Paderborn and uh, uh, I had a very good se uh, season, and I came to Düsseldorf, and everybody loved to see me playing because I really came out with a very strong performance in Paderborn. But unfortunately. They, uh, they had a coach which, which this coach was coming from uh, from the South German uh, from the South German and uh, let me use this uh, point like uh, in a code like in, in German we have these people from this South German uh, which are a little bit racism so fortunately I didn't know about it until I, I, I read about it and then I was told and then uh, I felt like okay this is why uh, I'm not playing under this coach because uh, it seems not to like, uh, 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 let me say, the black players in the team. Uh, so in this moment in Fortuna, we were, I was not only the black player, but we were having, uh, uh, let me say, four, four three uh, black players there, which we were not playing, which we were not playing. So this was the reason why I was not playing, uh, not, not like I did something wrong, no, but it was, it was the, the decision from the coach. I even had a meeting with the coach, even to the stand where uh, he felt like he's going. To, uh, I never trained, uh, I never played. It was very difficult, and all the while he just gave me one uh, one tough game to play against Wolfsburg, and then maybe he think I'm not going to play very good just to have uh, just to have something to say. But God being so good in this game, I was I was even though I, I didn't play for so long. I, this game was also one of the best where I came out with an assist uh, with very good game. And then later, the next game, I was not in the team again. So I felt like uh, it was this, uh, it was just, uh, it, it was just, it just doesn't like uh, black players. This is what I felt like. So at the end, I felt like if this coach is still there, then I have to take a decision just to leave. And coincidentally, for my cherished audience, that season, Fortuna Düsseldorf were relegated from the German 
Bundesliga. Yeah. And up till now, Fortuna is still in the second league of 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 the German elite of of of, of the second league of the Bundesliga. They are yet they do not look like they can qualify to the Bundesliga anytime soon. And that is to say, on this platform, we encourage our cherished audience and listeners to stand out and to be the best. And not just to stand out and to be the best, but to be very good human beings, to show kindness, love, and respect for one another. We are one people on this planet. And Bernard, your faith is something you are not shy to proclaim. And you are one player who, who, who always shows your faith every point in every game, even when you score your goals, you dedicate it. Can you walk us through your, your faith and your journey as a Christian and how it's impacted your life as a f- professional footballer in Europe? All right, thank you. Uh, I start, I start, I, I, I'm a Christian. And then my faith in God is very strong because uh, I'm coming from a Christian home where uh, we have nothing, and then uh, we know we know we know God. So uh, you you be you don't have nothing where you know God. You know where uh, what is coming out from it is not going to be easy. And for me, I have a very strong faith in God, and I felt like everything that happens in my life happened for a reason, and uh, happened that I. I trust in God because I could remember my my mom doesn't want me to play football. He wanted me to be a doctor because I have I have this knowledge to be a doctor as well. Uh, but I only told him football is my talent, which I want to work on it to to be one of the professional players. So he only told me one thing that uh, if I want to play football, there is only one thing he wants to tell me, and I asked him what does he want to tell me and then he was like only if i'm going to play with uh with uh with god then he's going to leave me because they know football entitles to a lot of things a lot of uh people have faith in different kind of things so he he only want to assure me that if i want to stay with god then he's going to leave me to play football and this was uh what inspired me to tell him okay i'm going to stick to god and i'm going to play because with my journey, everything I started, I felt like even in uh, when I was in Ghana, I was playing. I was playing in these uh, agent games. Any game I play, uh, I'm being taken. I had the chance to even go to Porto, but unfortunately, they gave this chance to someone else. I felt like this was not my time. Uh, so I felt like okay, the the right time will come, and in the right time, God make His things beautiful. So I felt like okay, when the time came. I had the chance where uh, it was like a miracle for me, where I said to God, I really thank you. So anytime I score, I only dedicate my goal to God. I'm like, thank you, God. That is the most important thing because without him giving me the strength to stay on the pitch, to run, I'm grateful. Someone went to bed, didn't wake up. So anytime I wake up, I'm like, thank you, God. This is the only thing that I can show appreciation to him. He's keeping me going. And I know he's not going to let me down. Wow, wow. That is very powerful. In, in your precision, you spoke about timing. And talking of timing, you are one player who is not just your ordinary footballer. You are well-educated as well. You hold an HND, a HND in yeah. accounting. And 
walk us through your the journey where you you are preparing for life after football, where you are not just any average footballer, but you are a trained accountant as well. And to many young uh, athletes across the world who will have the privilege to listen to this episode. Remember, sports and talent is not enough. You need education to the highest level. And Bernard, we once again, we celebrate you on this show. You are an epitome of excellence and good example. So walk us through that journey of how you acquired your, your, your accounting degree. All right. Thank you. Uh, in this moment, in this moment, I was not, I was not, uh, I only wanted when I finished the uh, uh, senior high school, I only wanted to play football. I only, I didn't want to continue my education because I felt like I, I wanted to play football. But my, my mom st- uh, stood me down and uh, she was like, hey, if you don't go to school to to learn how to speak good English, to learn how to uh, calculate kind of money and other things, and you you travel to Europe, people are going to cheat on you and this kind because you cannot speak, you cannot read, uh, you don't know how to calculate. And then I felt like she was making uh, a really good uh, sign where I have to I have to just think of it. And then I, I sat down to think of it and I was like, well, what, what my mom was saying was really good. And uh, I think if I work on it, it's going to help me. So in this moment, I thought education was not important until my mom said things like this. And I felt like education was really key to uh, a success in my journey where I have to contact one of my friends, which I school together with in the senior high school, Jonathan Akuto. And then we have to go to uh, the tertiary or the university uh, together to, to study uh, business. This is how I came to study business. And I will... I will try to use this platform to encourage every everyone listening to me, especially the youth who wants to play football, to also try to take education very serious. With education, I think they are going to get very far with education. If you can play good, you can uh, read, you can speak good English, it's going to help you in your life, in everything that you do. And then with, with my HND, I felt good because then at the end, if I felt like, okay, football is not going to work for me, I have an HND where I can find a work to do in the accounting sector or in a different uh, depart- department just to work, to earn something to take care of myself, my family, and uh, my charity. This is the most important thing. And talking about charity, Bernard is also one person who believes in in not just keeping what he earns as a top footballer, but he believes extensively in giving back to the less privileged. And I am I'm, 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 I'm preview to know that you have a foundation, uh, the Benatekwete Foundation. Can you tell us what the Benatekwete Foundation does and some of the projects you've engaged in in the past? All right. Thank you so much. Uh, with Benatekwete Foundation, the... We are we are just in the category where we want to help the society, uh, in the four category in the um, orphans, uh, to help uh, the, the need ones, those who doesn't have anything, uh, education as well, uh, also sports, and then uh, the last one is about uh, 
uh, with the Bulonji, or let me say the health sector. So in this moment, I felt like, okay, I had the chance to go uh, uh, for education. Some people don't have the chance to go there. So how can I help them with their foundation? I can take them, give them some sponsor, uh, scholarship so I can put them in uh, school for them also to get the best of education so they can come out with something good. I felt like, okay, with this foundation, if uh, I can be able, if I'm a sports person, I'm a professional football player, I can. Uh, there are a lot of uh, professional footballers out there which I can, uh, which are looking up to me where I can help them with my football career and also maybe the foundation can help them as well to find clubs for them to to have uh, to connect them to my agent to help them as well. So I felt like this is going to help them and also like to the needing those who doesn't have anything, uh, uh, the aged, uh, those who doesn't have anything. I felt like if God have blessed me to end something where I was not having anything, then I should use this my platform also to help people who doesn't have anything at all. So this is the journey. And, uh, so far, the foundation has been very good doing a lot of charity, donating uh, to the hospital, having health screening, uh, doing a lot of things, which I felt like uh, this is the doing of Lord. We're just trying to hope that we will get people who will come who will come on board to help the foundation to make bigger things in the world. This is it. Wow. Congratulations, Bernard. Congratulations, Bernard. At this point, if any of my cherished audience want to want to want to want to ask Bernard a question, want to make a contribution to the show, uh, you are free to do that. You can press the call button and we'll pick you on the line. Otherwise we will be getting ready to wrap up. So without any further contribution and as always Bernard oh we have a caller on the line hello araba hi so um this has been a great show and i've really enjoyed it and bernard has said um very insightful things i like the um, that he raised the issue about racism and the need for policy and sanctions so that these issues, these kind of discriminations do not continue in our world. And I also appreciate the point that he made encouraging young people to have a certain determination and to work towards it. So we've had all the good parts. Now, I want to learn some fun things about Bernard. When Bernard is not playing on the field or um, yeah, when he's not playing or he's not doing charity, what else does he enjoy so that we know you a bit more? Okay, thank you. Uh, Bernard, can we have you back on the line and for you to answer this question? You just press the call button. Yes. So, yes, Bernard, unmute your mic, please. You heard the question. Please. Okay, all right. Thank you for the question. Uh, with the other things, let's say I'm, I'm, a, I'm a family type as well. I, I love to stay with the family. Also, I love to... Uh, me being you know, playing football, uh, friends, friends being with me, we just love to have fun. Just sometimes we could just be there. We could take some drums. We could start to sing, like uh, to come out with morale. We have a lot of trips that we used to go just to have uh, some good uh, atmosphere apart from football. Uh, after this, maybe if I'm alone, like let's say at the moment being alone in Europe at the moment. 
after uh, if not football then i just listen to music or to read some uh, books like uh, insp uh, inspiration books which are going to help me uh in my future or in 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 decision making uh, of my life so these are some of the things without football i try to do uh listening to music uh enjoy with the friends family and as well to read books that are going to inspire me in in life wow 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 nice to 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 hear that we have another caller yes frank good to have you unmute your mic yeah, yes, been, uh, Frank. Good. Yes, Frank. Good to have you. Make your point. Can you speak a bit louder? Can you speak a bit louder, please? Can you get me? Yes, we can hear you now. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Frank. And Frank, may we know where we are calling from? Where you are calling and joining us? wow 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 thank you thank you for joining us tonight so bernard uh we have another caller on the line we'll take the next caller and then we'll come back to bernard isaac isaac good evening and welcome to the show unmute your mic good evening and welcome to the show unmute your mic to speak hello isaac on yes isaac welcome to the show Hello, good evening. Good evening. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Yes. Can you make your contribution? Um, I want to ask Ben about when they met Tottenham, uh, how was the feeling for the very first time meeting them? It's inspirational coach, okay. um, Jose Moreno. I want to know something about that. Okay. We will, we will, we will ask Ben at that question as well. Tottenham. And at the time, Jose Moreno. Yeah. Okay. Isaac, good to have you. Can you also tell us specifically where you were joining us from for tonight's show? I'm joining from Ghana, Bremer um, in the central region. Wow. Thank you, Isaac. Thank you. Thank you. It's a blessing having you tonight. Thank you. Yes. So, Bernard, if you can join us again on the line. Yes. So, Frank wants to know how you combined education with football simultaneously. Because not many people can, 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 can do both at the same time. Yeah. All right. Thank you for the question, Frank. Uh, it, it wasn't easy for me to combine both of the uh both of the two sports at the same time having education at the same time uh playing football it was very tough for me but then like i said you have to have a determination in life what you want to achieve and where you want to get so so far as i have this determination that i want to play football i want to be a professional uh player i have to strategize things i have to have a, a plan i have to come out with a plan where i know okay in this time this time is for education. This time is for sports. There is time for everything. So in this life, when you want to combine something, you have to have time for yourself. You have to try to come out with a, a very good plan, which is going to help you uh, to be able to make something good out of it. So I had a plan in this moment where I have to strategize things. 
to know which time exactly I have to be in uh, campus to learn, to have time for myself on the, to train. Sometimes you are tired, but then you, you, you cannot say, okay, I'm tired, so I'm not going to train, I'm not going to go to school. No, that is, uh, that is just a point. So far as you want to get to wherever you want to, you have to sacrifice your time and you have to sacrifice your energy to be able to make it to get there. Wow. Bernard, thank you so much for talking about sacrificing your time and energy. And one good thing I've learned from you is that you need to know the opportunity cost. You can't always eat your cake and have it. You need to, at some point, put certain things behind and to get something for the greater good. And I hope many young footballers are picking lessons from you. Isaac also asked this question that you played Tottenham in the Europa League. And yeah. at the time, Jose Moreno was the coach of Tottenham. And what was the feeling like? And did you get to speak with Mourinho? And how was the game <laughs> like for you? All right, thank you so much for this question. This question was the, one of the top opponents I really had there in the Europa League, uh, where you're playing with one of the uh, top players like Gary Bale, you're having Harry uh, Kane, uh, a lot of top players I cannot mention. And in this moment, uh, it was really tough because the, I love Jose Moreno. I, I read a lot about him because the, he inspired me a lot on how he play, how he's uh, performing. So, with this game, I thought I thought it twice. Like I have to give everything in this game to see what will come out from it. And uh, although it was a tough uh, game for me, I came out with one of uh, excellent performance where I was on the bench where I came in, and uh, it was I think two zero. And when I came in, I had an effect on the game directly to come out with an assist for the uh, for the team to be able to get two one. And uh, after it was all about me. So he has to uh, he has to try to come out with uh, Davis for him to stay with me even wherever I go for him to stay with me, and then uh, although I was uh, was punishing this guy, but at the end uh, of the game, uh, I only uh, he came to me when he was uh, going to say uh, congrats to maybe the referee or something. I was just standing, uh, and then he just uh, I only say to him uh, uh, I only say hello to him like something good to him. Good luck. And then he only told me uh, I should keep this performance. I was really good. Uh, I was really good. I was giving him problem. So I only spoke with him like uh, one minute uh, about the game. And then it just inspired me that I should, I should work very hard. And I, I will see myself in the top level. And I really appreciate it. So I even told him uh, like a joke, like I want him to sign me because I want to play uh, in England. And then he was laughing. And then that is all. Yeah. Yeah. We, this, is, this is a show for champions. And on this show, dreams come alive. And uh, we believe that uh, it's just the beginning for you. And um, you would continue to rise to the pinnacle and to the very, very top of your career. And um, to all our audience who have joined us, uh, this is your most authoritative and topical and official UEFA Champions League show. Always remember to subscribe to the show, share with your friends, keep sending the messages across, and and we would 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 love to 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 have you on subsequent episodes. We'll be having more athletes and more coaches, all the people that you think or you dream of on this platform. And we are happy to say that tonight, 
Bernard is our first major athlete on this platform and on the calling platform ever since calling officially launched the android and web versions of the app and we are grateful to have you tonight bernard it's been a privilege speaking to you tonight and we can only wish you well as you wrap up the season as you wrap up the season uh, this week is the african is the international break and we'll be having the world cup qualifiers and on our sister show which is the fifa world cup show we will again have the privilege to speak with bernard and we'll speak with him extensively on his national team career with the black stars of ghana in that episode this coming thursday same time 6 30 p.m gmt and we hope you would all make the time to listen and to tune in until same time we come your way with our next episode it's been great having you bernard and thank you so much for your time just before we wrap up bernard if in case you have any last words you want to give to your fans your your lovely family your audience the choice is yours at this particular point <laughs> uh, thank you so much uh, i will i would like to say uh, thanks to everybody who listening to me and thanks for the questions as well uh, it, it's a pleasure to uh, for you to have me here as well. Uh, I would like to say thanks to God, thanks to my family and everybody who make my life really successful and make this journey successful. I really appreciate it. And I, I say peace. God bless each and everyone. Thank you so much. And Bernard, tonight we dedicate Ryan Sharp and the rubber band song Dream Big to you and to all aspiring young footballers. So we'll leave you tonight with the song Dream Big. All right. Thank you so much.